السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed, the speech is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the most evil of matters are the newly invented matters in the religion and all of the newly invented matters in the religion are innovations, they are not from Islam, and all innovations are misguidance, and all misguidance leads to the hellfire. Indeed, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it to grant us any success in this month of Ramadan. Indeed, this month of Ramadan and is an important month. It is a month of ibadah. And it is a month in which, and if we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is a month in which we make our intentions sincere, and if Allah azza wa jal alone, it is a month in which we strive with ourselves to make us and firm upon the obedience of Allah azza wa jal. At this month of Ramadan, it is not only about staying away from food and drink, and staying food from food and drink, that's the easy part. That's the easy part for many of us. But also, and fasting in the month of Ramadan means to stay away from everything that is prohibited, from everything that Allah Azza wa Jal is displeased with. This is, and the difficult part for some, to stay away from the bad habits, the things which Allah Azza wa Jal is displeased with. Because the whole year, and some Muslims might have been doing things which they know or they might not have known is displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal, things that Allah Azza wa Jal does not like, things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. And that's the difficult part for them in the month of Ramadan, and it's to stay away from those things. And indeed, one who does so, and he rectifies, and it's his actions, and rectifies some of his matters in this month of Ramadan and indeed is upon and he great good, especially if he intends 
to be continuous and after Ramadan to be continuous to stay upon and righteousness and uprightness after Ramadan as well. And those who started Ramadan upon any goodness and righteousness and followed it all the way through and intends and to complete this month upon right righteousness, indeed any this person inshallah is and is successful in his reward and he has and he completed and should complete inshallah what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. And, though, and also, and the one who is going to continue after Ramadan to stay upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very important. And those who might have been neglectful and in the month of Ramadan being neglectful regards matters of salah or they might have not and he left all of the things that Allah subhanahu is displeased with. And he then know that Ramadan is not over yet. Ramadan and is not over yet. There's still some days left of Ramadan. Indeed, and the actions are by the ending. So if a person turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance and rectifies what they need to rectify, from the remainder of Ramadan and those days that are left. And he puts his and intention and his sincere to Allah Azza wa Jal that he is going to and he act righteously in the days that's left. And he is going to stay away from the prohibitions in the days that's left. And that he's going to be continuous after Ramadan upon this khayr and upon that good. Then, Indeed, the actions are by the ending. And with this person, insha'Allah ta'ala, and if he's sincere to Allah Azza wa Jal, then he places himself in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very important. And also know, Muslims, that from the greatest actions of ibadah, the greatest actions of worship that the Muslim can do, is the action of seeking knowledge. And he's seeking knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Indeed, in it, there is great good. There is good for you and for your deen, and there is good for you in it and for your dunya. And the month of Ramadan, and it is a good time for you to seek knowledge as well, and for you to learn your deen, and for you to act upon it in the month of Ramadan. Indeed, the Salaf and the companions, they used to strive through the whole year upon goodness, upon righteousness, and in doing numerous actions which is pleasing to Allah and seeking knowledge. And they will increase that in the month of Ramadan. And they will increase their seeking knowledge. They will increase and their learning of the Quran or memorization of the Quran and learning the hadith and learning the things that they and they can in the month of Ramadan. Because this month Allah has made it easy. And also he has made it easy for reward in this month of Ramadan. So they knew the good and the status and the virtue of this time that they were in, in the month of Ramadan, and they used any their time any wisely. And also the Sahabas anhum, and they used to love seeking knowledge. It wasn't a burden for them, and they used to love it. They used to strive with it. Even some of the Sahabas, like Omar ibn Khattab anhu, and other Sahabi, they used to take turns to sit with the Prophet 
Because as you, as you know, and a person has to look for his provision, provisions. He has to go out, seek his provisions, and to take care of his family. So he won't, they won't be always with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And these two sahabas, and they made a deal. They came to an agreement, a plan, that when goes, one goes away to seek his provisions, take care of his family, the other one will go and sit with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then when he comes back, they used to share the knowledge of the one has learned what the Prophet said. And when the other one needed to go away for his needs, to seek his provisions, then the other one would go and sit with the Prophet and gather knowledge and inform him in this way. And they used to love this. They used to love to hear something which might benefit them in their deen and their dunya. And for very little, learning the deen will benefit you in the deen and increase your knowledge and increase and in your guidance and increase your actions and regarding to your deen. But also as well, your dunya. Because your dunya won't be rectified if your deen is not rectified. Your akhirah won't be rectified. And your next life won't be rectified if your deen and is not rectified. If your deen is not good. So, and it is important for us to be mindful of this and to ponder. And the beauty of knowledge and is not tasted until you seek it. Until you strive, you sit down, and need to learn. To learn the Quran, to learn the Sunnah of the Messenger, وسلم, and to learn what the Sahabas were upon, their way, their understanding, and in the way of those who follow them in their knowledge and their and righteousness. And there is a and a beautiful dua, supplication that the Prophet used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilma nafi'a wa rizqan tayyiba wa amalan mutakabbala. Wallah, I ask you for beneficial knowledge. And I ask you for halal provisions. And good and halal provisions. And I ask you for actions that you accept. So this is an important dua. The Prophet ﷺ, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one is beneficial knowledge. And what is beneficial knowledge? And it's the knowledge of the deen. The knowledge of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Quran. And knowledge of the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course, upon the right understanding. This is what we need. Upon the right and the understanding. So he used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase him in knowledge. To increase him in knowledge of the Quran and understanding and of the deen, to teach him about Allah himself. For verily, and the best of knowledge, the most virtuous of knowledge, is that which teaches you about your Lord, and your Creator, the one who created you, the one who provides for you, the one who gave you life, and the one who will cause you to die, and the one who will judge you on the day of judgment, and the one who will give you your final and your resting place. So indeed, the most virtuous of knowledge is the knowledge about learning about your Lord, about learning about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, as well, and learning about the things of the dunya, that is good and beneficial as well. If it's the correct knowledge, and the knowledge which is and the halal, teaches you or to, for you to practice something which is halal, permissible, and this will help you in your deen, and it will help you in seeking your provisions, will help you to stay up on istiqamah, will help you in your, in your deen. So, knowledge of the deen, 
and it's very important, first and foremost. And also, and for you to learn something from the dunya, something, and from, for example, and engineering, stuff like that. And it's good for you as well, as long it will help you in your deen. It will help you, and to increase yourself in your ibadah, in obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal. And also, he asked Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for actions that he accepts. He accepts. And if the actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts are the actions that are in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that are done in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon the correct understanding. Indeed, Allah subhanahu does not accept any innovations into his deen. Allah subhanahu is the one who legislated Islam, sent on the Quran to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he gave him his sunnah. And he taught him the deen. And the things that Allah has not legislated, Allah does not accept. Because Allah has completed Islam. Today I perfected your religion for you. And completed my favor upon you. And bestowed and chosen for you. As your religion and Islam. So the deen is complete. We have the Quran, we have the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we have the understanding of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah and the practice of it. So this is very important. That we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for actions that he loves and that he accepts. And that we do not waste our time by doing things which are not in accordance to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It has to be done according to the right and the conditions. And also that our actions are done sincerely, are performed sincerely for Allah Azza wa Jal. And you direct your actions of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not to anyone else. And you're not to show off or not to worship anything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azza wa Jal in the Quran commands our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ask him to increase him in knowledge. Cool. Allah instructs the Prophet وسلم, and to turn to him and to ask Allah وجل, Oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Increase me in knowledge. And it shows you the virtue of knowledge. That Allah commands the Prophet وسلم, to turn to him and to ask him to increase himself and in knowledge, in the beneficial knowledge of the deen. And it shows the importance of seeking knowledge. It's not something that we should neglect or and forget any about it. And also, it came from Ibn Mas'ud, one of the Sahabas, when he used to recite this verse, he used to make a dua, and he used, he used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Allahumma rabbi zidni ilma wa imana wa yaqeena. He said, oh Allah, increase me in knowledge, and increase my iman, and increase me in certainty and in firmness. So this is uh, the Sahaba, Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu. You see, they used to love knowledge. And they used to know the virtue of knowledge and the benefit and of that great knowledge. And so we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to teach us beneficial knowledge. To teach us knowledge which, are, which is and beneficial. That's what we want, beneficial knowledge. 
And also we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us benefit from that which he has taught us. And to make us benefit, it's an important point, to make us benefit from that which he has taught us. Because if we only learn and we do not act upon it, does it benefit us? It does not. But instead it's a hujjah against you. It's evidence against you. But, and the beneficial knowledge the knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and it's the knowledge that you should act upon. This is how the knowledge becomes any beneficial any for you. And also the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam said, May you read Allah bihi khayran fi deen. Those who Allah Azawajal, He wants good for them, they give them understanding of the religion, the understanding of the deen. So you see, this is one again from another virtue of seeking knowledge, of learning, and in the religion of Islam, the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger wasallam, that those that Allah wants good for them, Allah gives them the understanding of the deen. So if you want this, this virtue that's mentioned in this hadith, then sit in durus. If there are lessons and the gatherings, for example, in this masjid that are done, like a weekly basis, or and the other durus that's been that has done, then and you try to attend to benefit yourself first and foremost, to benefit your deen, to benefit you in this dunya, and it's something that you can take with you and in the akhirah and benefit you in your akhirah. And Ramadan is a month of istiqamah as well, and a month uprightness we should seek to try to be upright to be righteous and to rectify things that we need to rectify and this is very important that we strive to know what is istiqama what is uprightness what is righteousness and that we should ask Allah Azawajal, I need to guide us to this righteousness as well and also we should ask Allah Azawajal, to make us firm to make our hearts firm upon any disrighteousness that he is pleased with. And also know in the Surah Al-Fatiha, in the Surah that we learn, it's compulsory upon us to learn so that we can pray. In this Surah, we recite it in every rak'ah of our Salah. And in this Surah, there is a verse where Allah Azawajal, and he mentions and he for us to ask him, al-mustaqim, and he guide us to the straight path. And this is something very important for us to ponder. If Allah has made this, this surah, Surah Al-Fatiha, compulsory upon us to recite it every rakah of our salah, it's definitely something we need to ponder in. Definitely there's something that has great good in this. And this we ask Allah to guide us to the straight path. To the straight path. Because indeed, and you know, everyone might be on the straight path. A Muslim might feel weak sometimes. And sometimes might not be upon an istiqama, uprightness. So you must ponder into this verse. And you ponder and see the importance of being upon any righteousness. And it follows. Which path do you, and this path of istiqama, what is it? And the path of those upon whom you've bestowed your favor or your favors. The path of those upon whom you've bestowed and in your favors. This is the path that we want. 
This is the path of istiqamah. And the scholars have said, and this path is the path of the messengers, the path of the prophets, the path, the path of the siddiqeen, and those who are the believing people, those who are truthful, and in the path of the shuhada. This is something very important and for us and to ponder in. This is the path that we ask Allah Azawajal to put us upon. And the path of those he has bestowed his favor upon. In the path of the prophets, the path of the messengers. And in the path of those who are, have believed in Allah Azawajal. And acted according and to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus, the title of the lecture is Follow and in the religion of Ibrahim, the upright. Follow the religion of Ibrahim and in the upright. Ibrahim alayhi salam and the Prophet Ibrahim was from the prophets and the messengers. And he was and he said, So if Allah commands us in Surah Al Fatiha to ask him to guide, for us to guide, to ask Allah to guide us to the straight path and the path of those who he has bestowed and his favor upon. This is the path of the, the prophets and the messengers as well. Therefore, we have a need to know and about the prophets and the messengers. And from them is Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah says, وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ صِدِّيقًا نَبِيًّا And remember, in the book, of, in the book and Ibrahim alayhi salam, إِنَّهُ كَانَ صِدِّيقًا نَبِيًّا He was from the Siddiq, and those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who are truthful. And he was a Nabi, and he was a prophet, and he was a messenger. And the scholars, and he mentioned that Ibrahim alayhi salam is the forefather of all of the prophets that came after him. He's the forefather of all the prophets that came after him. And they say that Ibrahim alayhi salam had two sons, Ishaq, and Ismail. So all of the prophets came from the lineage of Ishaq. And all of the other prophets came from the lineage of Ishaq, alayhi salam. And only Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he came from the lineage of Prophet Ismail. So all of the prophets after him and messengers, and he came from his lineage. And Allah Azawajal says, وَجَعَلْنَا فِي ذُرِّيَتِهِ النَّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابَ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَجْرَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And we have placed in his offspring, so you know Ibrahim alayhi salam, النَّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابَ Prophethood and the scriptures, وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَجْرَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا And we have bestowed upon him and we have given him his reward in this dunya, وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ and the hereafter, he is from and the righteous. He is from those who are and the upright. And also Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا وَإِبْرَاهِيمٌ وَجَعَلْنَا فِي ذُرِّيَّتِهِمَا النَّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابِ So we have sent Nuh and Ibrahim, and we have placed in their offsprings a nabuwa, prophethood, wal-kitab, and the scriptures. So here we see and this is the evidence that the scholars bring that all of the prophets after Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam was from his, his lineage. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he blessed Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam from a young age. He gave him wisdom, and he gave him understanding. And he chose him, and he for a great purpose, to call the people in his time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to call the people to the deen of Allah azza wa jal, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and to stay away from any the false worship. And Allah azza wa jal praises Prophet Ibrahim in the Quran, and in many verses, he is praised. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Salamun ala Ibrahim, kathalika najjil muhsinin, wa innahu min ibadina al-mu'mineen. says, peace be upon Ibrahim, kathalika najjil muhsinin. And this is the way, this is how we reward the good doers. Those who have strove, strove upon any goodness and uprightness. Innahu min ibadina al-mu'mineen. He is from, he was from our believing slaves. And also Allah Azza wa Jal says, Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan qanitan lillahi hanifa wa lam yakum minal mushrikeen. And Ibrahim, and he was an ummah, was an exemplary, and a leader, qanitan lillah. He was obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his actions of worship, and everything else, in his salawat. Wa lam yakum hanifa, and he was hanif, and he was upright. He was pure upon any monotheism. It was not from the idol and the worshippers. Shakiran ni an umihi ishtabahu wa hadahu ila sirati mustaqim. He was and he grateful for his favors. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with, with and many favors. And Azawajal bestowed upon his prophets and messengers many favors. And Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam was shakiran li an umihi. And he was grateful and he was thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his favors that Allah azawajal and he blessed him with. Allah azawajal chose him and guided him to a straight path. And the path which, upon which Allah azawajal and is pleased with. And we have given him any good reward in this dunya, hasana in the dunya. وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And hereafter he is from the righteous. And also Allah Azza wa Jal says, إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا He said to Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا Indeed I have made you, and he a leader for mankind, and he a leader which has all of the good attributes that people should follow. And he is in his way, in his path. In his life. And also Allah says, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٌ Indeed, there is a good and a great example for you in Ibrahim. And this relates to the title of the lecture. Follow the religion of Ibrahim, the upright. And Allah says, Indeed, there is a great example for you in Ibrahim. And there are many things that we can learn from and in the life of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. So if we ponder, and a lot of the youth nowadays, they will look up to people who are, and they have bad attributes, who are disrespectful. They say these people are, and the people that they need to look up to. And the people who are, a bit rough, disrespectful. A lot of the youth, and they are, they fall into this. 
But our deen, Allah does not command us to follow any of the people for their strength or the way they act. But he commands us to follow his prophets and messengers. And those who are upon righteousness, upon guidance, guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who had the, the good attributes, the good attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and is pleased with. So we come to a, an evidence from the Quran and for the title of the lecture. And Allah Azawajal says, ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِ اتَّبِعْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Allah Azawajal commands our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says, ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِ اتَّبِعْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا Then we reveal to you to follow the religion of Ibrahim. So Allah Azawajal said to our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we reveal to you to follow the religion of Ibrahim, Hanifa, which was Hanif, pure monotheism. And he was not from the idol worshippers. He was not from the ones who worshipped things besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a command from Allah Azza For us, for our Messenger وسلم, to follow the way of Ibrahim, to follow the, the, the religion of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And also we find a verse where Allah Azawajal commands our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say, قُلْ إِنَّنِي هَدَانِي رَبِّي إِلَى صِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمِ دِينًا قِيَمًا مِلَةَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Indeed the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Indeed, my Lord has guided me to a straight path. And the straight path, upright, and the religion, the religion, the religion of Ibrahim. And he was a pure monotheist. He worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And he called the people to worship Allah azawajal alone and to stay away from the false and he worshipped the false deities. And he was not from them. He was not from the idol and the worshippers. And Allah azawajal says, Inna awlan nasi bi Ibrahim الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُ وَهَذَا النَّبِيُّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاللَّهُ وَلِيُّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah Azawajal says, those who have more right to Ibrahim are those who followed him. وَهَذَا النَّبِيُّ and this prophet, who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاللَّهُ وَلِيُّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And those who believe, and he believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follow his deen. And Allah Azawajal is the helper and the protect, protector of the and the believers. So those and who follow a pure monotheistic faith, which is Islam, they are the people who have the most right and to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because Allah Azawajal mentions in the Quran that Ibrahim was not a Jew, nor was he a Christian. And some claim that they follow the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam, but indeed, they do not. Because Ibrahim alayhi salam was against shirk. He was against ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He turned his devotion and his life to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He did not worship anything else besides Allah azza wa jal. He did not worship any idols. He did not worship any other 
and he, creation, mankind, he did not. And also Allah says, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنَ الدِّينِ وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ مِلَّةَ أَبِيكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمِ And we have not placed any burden upon you. And in the religion, it is and in the religion of Ibrahim. And so that we must ponder into this. Allah Azawajal praises Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and commands our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and to follow his path, to follow his way. And he commands us, us as well to follow this and this guidance. What Ibrahim alayhi salam was upon. And if you look what he was upon, it was upon the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his devotion, his life, was to the tawheed of Allah azawajal. And to act upon tawheed. And to guide the people, to call the people to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the religion of Ibrahim, or the way of Ibrahim, of his mention and his tawheed? There is a nice statement that the scholar mentioned. And regarding the religion and the way of Ibrahim, it says, The way of Ibrahim, the religion of Ibrahim, is that you worship Allah alone, making the religion sincerely and for him. This was the way, the methodology, the path of Ibrahim, Tawheed, Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oneness of Allah azza wa jal. He worshipped Allah alone and called the people. And he knew that. He did not call the people to shirk. He did not call the people to anything besides Allah Azawajal. But he called the people to Tawheed. And this is a term that all of us must be acquainted with. Well acquainted with. The term Tawheed. It is a very important and a topic and a very important word. That we all must know what is Tawheed. What is the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because know that Tawheed and is the foundation of our deen. It's what our deen and is built upon. It's the asas and the foundations. It is the first pillar of Islam. And what is the first pillar of Islam? That you testify there is no deity, deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is the messenger of Allah. So, and then you testify that none has right to be worshipped except Allah. This is Tawheed. This way a, a person and he affirms the Tawheed of Allah Azawajal. And also, and the Tawheed, it is the first thing that you call people to. If you want to explain to somebody about Islam, then you must explain what is Tawheed, what is the foundation of the deen, what is our deen and it built upon. When the Prophet said Mu'adh to Yemen, he said, and Mu'adh, the companion to Yemen, and he said to Mu'adh, Really, you are going towards a land where the people there are from the people of the book, people of the scriptures. Pay attention to this. He said to Mu'adh, to let the first thing, the first thing that you call them to, that they make Allah one in worship. That they single Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their worship. This is the first thing that the Prophet 
I commanded Mu'adh to teach the people Tawheed, Ayyuwahid Allah. That he teaches them to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. And he said after that, and if they obey you, and if they accept this statement, they accept to make Allah subhanahu one in their worship, فَعَلِمْهُمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ إِفْتَرَضَ عَلَيْهِمْ خَمْسَ صَلَوَاتٍ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ وَلَيْلًا Then inform them and teach them that Allah has made compulsory upon them five daily prayers and during the day and the night. We prayed during the day and the night. Then if they obey you in that, then let them know that Allah has made compulsory upon them and a sadaqa, a charity, which is taken from the rich and is given to the poor. And it means zakah. So in this hadith, uh, this is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was upon and the tawheed of Allah azawajal. And he taught people tawheed. Our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he taught the people tawheed. When he was in Makkah, during the start and of the revelation, all of his time in Makkah, he was teaching people tawheed calling them to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, for them to direct their worship to Allah alone and no one else, and to leave off the, the idol worship, the worship of graves, the worship of trees. In that time, the people were worshipping many things. There were idols, there were graves, and there were trees, there were stones, there were the pious people that passed away. They were worshipping many things besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet ﷺ, and he was upon said, the path of Ibrahim, the religion of Ibrahim as well, the path of all the messengers, that their call to the people was to and he worship Allah and he alone. So this is the term and Hanif, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in many verses, the Prophet Ibrahim, and he was Hanif. It was a pure Monotheist. So the pure and the monotheist. This is what he's called and he was about. And to be Hanif and to be a pure monotheist. And he has some meanings. The first one is that you stay away from every type of falsehood. And you distance yourself from any type of falsehood. Whatever shape they come into. Distance yourself from any type of falsehood. This is from the meaning of Hanif. If you want to be Hanif, then you have to stay away from anything that's falsehood. All the innovations and the disobedience and the shirk, you must distance yourself and away from those things. And also you must cling up upon the haqq, upon the truth. When you find about the truth, the matters of the deen, things that you need to follow, things that you need to apply in a certain way, then we must cling I need to the truth and hold firm to that. Hold firm to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam upon the understanding of the Salaf, upon the understanding of the Sahabas Radiallahu Anhum. Not by our own understanding that we open the Quran and we, or we look out of uh, one of the hadith and we say it means this, it means that. We have to turn back to the scholars. We have to turn back to the understanding of the companions and then understanding of the righteous people of this Ummah, the scholars who followed them. And in this path, the path of righteousness, upon and a correct knowledge, correct understanding, and correct and the action. 
And for us to be upon and the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we must have this affirmation and negation. That we negate that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And we negate there is no deity worthy of worship. That we remove and this right of worship that some people give to idols or to graves or to people who passed away where they worship these things. Remove, you negate this right of worship from everything, from all of the creation. Where there might be a pious person who passed away. And they say this person is a pious person. He was close to Allah so we have to make supplication to him now. We have to go to the graves. We have to bow down to the graves in respect to him. And we have to ask him because he was pious. You know, we are, like they say, we are sinful. We're not as close to Allah So we have to go to the graves, to the pious people, and ask them and supplicate to them. And this right of worship is not for anyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can a creation, a man, turn to a creation in worship, turn to a creation with his needs, when that creation that he's worshipping, he's worshipping, and he, he himself is in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can the weak turn to the weak and for those matters? Where they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created them and provides for them. He's the one and he who controls their affairs. So you turn your actions of worship and you turn your intention to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he alone. Not to anyone else. Kainan man kan. Whoever he is. Whoever that thing might be. If he's an angel or prophet, we don't worship angels, we don't worship prophets. And even though they were the most pious of peoples, and the most pious of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what the deen of Islam taught us. This is what all the prophets and messengers came before and taught the people. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا اللَّهَ and we have sent a messenger to every nation. And he's saying and proclaiming, worship Allah alone and stay away from the Taghut. And stay far away from the Taghut. And the false deities, the false deities that people worship, stay far away from that. This was the call and of all of the messengers. And also the Prophet وسلم, what did he say to the mushrikeen? He said, and in the surah you all have memorized. I do not worship that which and you worship. So you free yourself from any falsehood, from shirk, from the things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must have this affirmation and negation. We negate all of the things that are worshipped besides Allah subhanahu We negate that they don't have any right and to be worshipped. They're not entitled I need to be worshipped. Because they don't have the beautiful names and perfect attributes as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They cannot create from nothing like Allah azza wa jal. They do not provide you for your risk. Allah azza wa jal is the one who created your provisions. He is the one who sent the messengers and the books and revealed books to guide you. Therefore, you must turn and your intentions and your actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. You must negate. We have this, must have this negation. That we negate and we reject all those false deities. 
and that we affirm the right of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He himself, and he has this right. As in the hadith as well, Prophet and he was with Mu'adh radiallahu anhum. And he asked him, Ya Mu'adh, atadri ma haqqu Allahi ala al-ibad wa ma haqqu al-ibadi ala Allah? To Mu'adh, do you know the right of Allah over his slaves and the right of the slaves over Allah? And Mu'adh radiallahu anhu said, Allahu wa rasooluhu a'lam. Allah and his messenger know, know best. And he said, the Prophet ﷺ said, حَقُّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ أَنْ يَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا يُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا The right of Allah over his slaves and over his creation is that they worship him alone and they do not ascribe any partners to him. Do not ascribe any partners to him. This is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not the right of anyone else. And what is the right and of the slaves of Allah, he says, Allah yu'adhib man la yushrik bihi shay'a. That Allah subhanahu he won't punish those who do not ascribe any partners to him. Those that do not worship things besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also there's a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu and he praises the way and the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah says, And the one who is better in the religion, The one who submitted his face to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he's a muhsin, he's a good doer. He's upon righteousness and uprightness. وَاتَّبَعَ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا And then he follows and the religion of Ibrahim. Hanif, pure monotheism. Pure monotheism. This is a praise. And for the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions regards to those who might desire another way, another path from Tawheed, another way, another path, than the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And he says, وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَنْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِهَا نَفْسَهِ And one, and who desires another religion or path apart from that of Ibrahim, except one, and who befools himself. Except one, and who befools himself. وَلَقَدْ صَفَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And we have chosen him. And in this dunya, وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And the hereafter is from the righteous. إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And when Allah said to Ibrahim to submit to him, Ibrahim said, أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ I have submitted to the Lord of the Alameen and the Lord of all of the creation. And also, the issue of Tawheed should be a great matter of importance to all of us and to teach our children. It's not only that ourselves, ourselves, and we know that we should not worship anything besides Allah, that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But it's something that we need 
to teach our children as well. Because the Salaf, from the first thing that he used to teach their children was Tawheed. To explain them, Allah first thing that they said, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. And he taught their kids to say these things first. That there's no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to make them understand that. And also the way they used to teach their children to heed was to tell them about that Allah is their creator, is their sustainer, he is the one who controls all of the affairs. Allah is the one who created the trees, created the animals, created all of the creation around them. This is how and the Salaf, the Sahabas, one whom used to, and he put Tawheed and into the lives of their kids. They were growing up. And from the early age, explained to them that he Tawheed. This is a very important matter. It is the right of the children over the parents that they teach their children and the deen. They teach their children what is good. And they warn them against and the falsehood, disobedience. Just don't leave our children and astray on the streets. Just let them, they'll pray five times a day and they'll be rectified, they'll be okay. No. We need to teach them. And we need to learn ourselves as well to be able to teach them. And bring them to Durus, to sit and then to learn. Let's get a book upon Tawheed. It explains the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the foundation of the deen. And everything, everything else of the deen is built upon this. This is the first and the pillar of Islam. And then the rest of the pillars follows and after that. So it is not something that we should be and neglectful of. But it is something and which we must pay attention to. And also, and teach our kids. And first of all, teach ourselves as well to attend lectures. I need to read books. The scholars have written about Tawheed, explaining Tawheed. And the book of Tawheed, there is great good in this. There is great and good and great understanding in these matters. Ibrahim alayhi salam, and he gave da'wah to his people and to his father. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ لِأَبِيهِ and he called Ibrahim to his father and his family, Inni bari'um, inni Ibrahim, he said to his father and to his people, Verily, I am free of that and you worship. I am free of the idols that you worship. The things that you worship besides Allah, so he said, I'm free of that. إِلَّا الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي فَإِنَّهُ سَيَهْدِينَ Except the one who created me. It says, except the one who created me, I shall worship him alone. فَإِنَّهُ سَيَهْدِينَ Indeed, he will guide me. Indeed, and he will guide me. So you see that Ibrahim salam had this negation and affirmation. When he rejected the false and the deities, deities that the people worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he affirmed the worship only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And he is creator. There are many verses in the Quran and it goes through the da'wah of Ibrahim salam, where he tried to give his people explanation why do they worship these and the idols? They do not hear 
They do not speak. They do not eat. They do not cause you any harm or they cannot bring you any good. So why do you worship them? And if they are weak, Ibrahim salam was showing to his people that these things that you worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are weak. They are weak. They're only creation. They themselves can't cause you any harm. And they can't bring you any good. And they can't hear and they can't eat. All of these things. They don't have these attributes, these idols. So why do you worship it? Why do you worship them? But of course his people, and he was stubborn. They were stubborn upon the culture that they had. They were stubborn upon their way that they had. They said, this is what we found our, fa- our father doing. And we will do the same. This is the evidence, this is the dalil. This is what we found our father doing, so we'll do the same. And this is not the case. Our deen is following the Quran and the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is where we take our evidence, our deen, our aqidah, our belief as Muslims. Where do we take it? From the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. In the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He and Allah Azza wa Jal and he sent the Messenger to teach the people and, and revealed and he books with them to teach the people and explain the people. This is their sets of belief. This is the belief that Allah Azza wa Jal has ordained. This is the true beliefs. This is the true aqidah, the, the true creed. This is what we should believe in and follow. And so it's very important and for us I need to be mindful of this. And also Ibrahim alayhi salam and he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ جِعَلْ هَذَا الْبَلَدَ آمِنًا وَاجْتَنُبْنِي وَبَنِيَ أَنْ تَعْبُدَ الْأَصْنَامِ he says, Oh Allah, oh my Lord, make and in this place and the Amina safe. He's making dua for Makkah. He's making dua and for Makkah. Make this place and he safe and secure. Wajnubni wabaniya and na'bud al asnam. And make me and my offspring and he stay far away from the worship and of idols. So Ibrahim alayhi salam made supplication. And for himself, and for his, and his offspring, the generation that will come after him. So we learn by this as well that we need to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from shirk, protects us from and falling into any of the things that is displeasing to him. And also we make dua and for our children. To protect them from shirk, and to protect them from disobedience. Protect them from misguidance. Because there are many misguidances out there. And the truth, the haq, is only one. But misguidance are many. And the dhulumat, darknesses, there are many. There are many paths there. But the truth and the haq is only one. And it is found in the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the understanding of the Salaf, the Sahaba, and also our Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, the Lord of Israel, we listen to the Quran, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِ وَنُسُكِ وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَنَا أَوَّلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And he said, indeed, my Salah, 
and his prayer, his supplication, his nusuk, his sacrifice, his life and his death is for Allah Rabbul Alameen. It's for Allah, and the Lord of the creation. La sharika lahu, and he has no partners. And with this I have been commended. And I'm from the first of the Muslims from my generation. So we see, O Muslims, that we must make our actions of worship and our intention only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. This is the purpose in our lives. Allah says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me alone. So this is the purpose in our lives. Allah and He created us so that we may apply this, so that we may search for this tawheed and in this deen and apply it, which is based upon أَنْ يَنْتَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ وَحْدَهُ مُخْلِصًا لَهُ الدِّينَ that you worship Allah alone and in making your deen, making your actions sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the action of, the, of creating is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's, he is the only one who creates. And the actions of worship, that's, this is the actions of the slaves. This is our actions. So we turn our actions of worship and it's the one who created and everything. Our purpose in this life for Muslims is not for play. It's not for play. But it is only to follow and the deen that Allah has prescribed for us. To be upon Tawheed. And the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is something which must be in the heart of every Muslim. It's importance. It's in the heart of every Muslim. Allah says, وَمَا خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاءَ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا لَعِبِينَ I did not create any the heavens and the earth and everything that's between them لَعِبِينَ as me play. Allah says, He didn't create those things as me play. It's that we enjoy ourselves in this dunya. That we neglect our duties, we neglect our deen, we not search for anything and we merely we play in this dunya. That we seek our provisions, we run after provisions, after wealth, but then we neglect and our deen. This is not the case. Allah did not create the heavens and the earth and everything that's between it for me play. But He created us for His worship. says, I did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me. And the other things in this, in this world, in this dunya, Allah created so that we can use. So that we can use these things to, to make us firm upon the obedience of Allah Allah created us to obey Him, to worship Him alone. And created the things around us to help us upon our obedience to Allah Those things outside and to help us upon the obedience of Allah to help us to achieve our purpose in this life. But not to distract us. Not as me play but to help us and upon and the tawheed of Allah Azza and Wajal. And the scholars of Islam and when they explain the tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, tawheed 
they gave a general definition for Tawheed, and then they divided it and classified it into three categories so that it may be better be uh, better clarified and for the people and people learning any Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the general definition for Tawheed, when you're learning it as an ilm, as a knowledge, is Ifradullahu Ta'ala Bima Yahtasubihi. That you single Allah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're regarding that which is unique and unique and specific for him alone. That you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding that which is unique and specific for him and he alone. This is Tawheed. This is the general definition for Tawheed, the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the more, another definition which is more elaborate is that you single Allah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out regarding his lordship and his worship and his names and attributes. Three things. This is the three categories of Tawheed. If you want to understand Tawheed, if we want to understand Tawheed, then we have to learn it according to these three categories. That we learn about the Lordship of Allah Azza wa Jal. And we learn about the actions of the slaves, which is the worship of the slaves towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we learn about the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First is Tawheed al-Rububiyya, the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship, where we affirm that Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the only creator, He is the only sustainer, and He is the only who controls everything, the universe. Him alone, He does not have any partners regarding that. This is the first and the category of Tawheed. And in this category of Tawheed, and if we are discussing the actions of Allah Azawajal, Allah creates, He provides, He's the one who controls, He's the mudabbir. He is the one and he who owns everything, all of the creation. So we are discussing and affirming that these are the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, no one else. This is the first category. And the second category, Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, the Tawheed of Allah's and he worship, where we affirm that the actions of worship of the creation and mankind and jinn, it is for only Allah alone. We single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our actions of worship. We intend our actions of worship for Allah alone. In this category of Tawheed, we are discussing the, and the actions of the slaves, the actions of the creation. So we must affirm, and this is the second category of Tawheed. And the third category of Tawheed is Tawheed al-Asma wa sifat This is the Tawheed that we affirm the beautiful names and attributes of Allah Because Allah has mentioned in the Quran and he, about his beautiful names and his attributes. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned and his beautiful names of Allah as well and his attributes in his sunnah. So we as Muslims, we affirm the names that Allah has affirmed for himself. And we believe in the names and we believe in the attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about himself. 
and those attributes and names that the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in that. And we believe they have a meaning. They have a meaning that we understand these things any with. But there are four points that we must avoid when affirming the names and the attributes of Allah Azawajal. There are four points that we must avoid. The first one is alteration. We must not alter the meanings of the names and attributes of Allah Azawajal. We must not change any their meanings. We must not change their meanings. We must affirm the correct meaning, the correct understanding. And the second one is negation. We do not negate the names and attributes of Allah Azawajal. It's found in the Quran. Found in the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that we have no right to negate anything from the speech of Allah Azawajal and the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So we do not alter the meanings, and we do not negate it. Negate it, I say. Some people say we don't believe in them; they don't have any meanings. It's not the case; they have a meaning. And thirdly, is takyif. We do not describe. The names and attributes of Allah, the attributes of Allah, we do not describe. We do not describe the things which we do not have any knowledge of. Allah, and he mentions that he, he sees, he hears. But we do not describe that Allah, hears this way, and he sees this way, and we try to, and he compare Allah, to other things. We do not do that. We do not describe, except... If there is a description in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger Wasallam, we stop where the Nusus stops. And we stop where the evidence stops. We do not add our own thinking and explanation. And to that, to describe the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We stop with the Nusus. We stop with the evidence. Where the evidence stops, we stop and as well. Because Allah Azawajal, He's the one who has all knowledge. And our knowledge is only limited our knowledge is only illimited. And also, fourthly, is tamthil. That we do not make Allah similar to his creation. We do not liken Allah to his creation. For example, Allah sees. We don't say Allah sees like his creation sees. You know, with our eyes, the description of that. We do not liken Allah, liken Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his creation. This is forbidden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, لَيْسَ كَمِتْلِهِ شَيْءٍ There is nothing similar to him. There is nothing like Allah Azawajal. He is the creator. He is perfect. And everything besides Allah Azawajal is creation. They are weak. They are not perfect. Allah Azawajal created them in a certain form, in a certain manner. So we do not liken Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his creation. And also to show the importance of the ilm of Tawheed as well. The Prophet ﷺ said, May yuridillahu bihi khaylan yufaqihu fi deen. Those who Allah wants good for them, He gives them understanding of the deen. And first and foremost is the, relig- uh, the ilm of Tawheed. The knowledge of Tawheed comes into this hadith first and foremost. And the understanding of the deen, first and foremost, is based upon the Tawheed of Allah. Our aqidah, our creed. This is the first pillar of Islam. So when we search for the ilm, we want to learn about our deen, we should start and with Tawheed. 
Learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These things that we see as basics, and the foundation, but they're very, very important. We all need to go back and need to basics. And the basic is to learn in a step by step and in manner. We learn what's more important first. Al awwal fal awwal. Al aham fal aham. What's more important first, then we follow. And what is less important after that, the things that follow and stem from that and is based upon that. So we must have the foundation. And the foundation is the tawheed and the aqidah, our belief, what makes us Muslims first. Then we rectify and our actions. Because if a person worships the graves and he worships a tree, he is committing shirk. And that action that he is doing there is not accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal. His action is in vain. No reward. But he is sinful. If he continues upon that praying, for example, or worshipping that idol, he's just wasting his time, basically. Because his action is not accepted. You have to go back to Tawheed. He has to learn Tawheed. He has to learn that he should affirm that Allah has the only right to be worshipped. And he should negate that he should not worship these things. And he should negate that. If a person continues and upon the shirk, his actions are, and he avoids, Allah mentions, a'maluhum. The actions are nullified, they avoid. They are not accepted by Allah And he want actions which is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the actions are, that Allah accepts are those that are found in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger based upon sincerity. They're based upon sincerity, they're based upon the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we must go back to basics. Learn what's more important first. And what's more important first is the ilm of tawheed, the ilm where you learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know that all of the types of knowledge, different types of knowledges, and all of them has their nobility. So how do you find the nobility of a, a particular type of knowledge? And it is based upon the subject matter, what you're studying about. When you're learning about the ilm of Tawheed, the knowledge of Tawheed and Aqeedah, you're learning about Allah Azawajal, His names and attributes. You're learning about Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, His actions. And is there anything greater than Allah Azawajal? There is nothing greater than Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Therefore, therefore the ilm of Tawheed, the ilm of Aqeedah, and he has this great virtue. And he should be, and he learned first, and he foremost. Let me all try and to emphasize this and in our lives to go back and to our first steps, the basics of learning and our deen in the right and way and build and build it up. That our foundations can be firm. If our foundations are weak, then the rest of our actions will be weak. This is what we need to teach our kids and our youth. They must learn and the aqeedah, the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they know about Allah subhanahu they will fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. But when they don't know about Allah and they step, they step out on the streets, they don't fear anyone. And they can do anything. 
We can fall into many types of falsehood or disobedience to Allah Azza wa Jal. So we must try hard to create this environment for our children, to create this environment in our houses, and also to attend the regular circles to benefit ourselves regarding the matters of our deen. This is what we will be asked in the grave. The three questions in the grave is who is your Lord, who is your messenger, and what is your deen? When a person is placed in his grave, the two angels come, Al-Mudkar and Nakir. They ask them these three questions. Who is your Lord, who is your messenger, and what was your deen? And the believing Muslim will reply, My Lord is Allah. My messenger is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and my deen is Islam. He is firm upon that. As mentioned in the hadith, he will reply to that with no problem, because he was sure, he was certain. He was upon and the obedience and uprightness in the dunya. But the one who just followed what the people say, is a hadith I mentioned, they will say, ha, ha. They don't know how to reply. They knew the answer in the dunya, but the answer was not in their hearts. The answer was not embedded in their hearts. So when they die and in the graves, they can't answer regarding the things that they didn't believe in. They say, and the hadith it mentions, they say, I heard the people saying something and I said the same. I heard the people saying something and I said the same. So we must affirm our deen in the hearts of our kids, of our children, our youth, and ourselves. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may cause us to die upon in a good state. Allah subhanahu says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّا إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ And in this verse, probably you hear it every time on Yomul Jum'ah. The Khatib, he says, and he mentions this verse when he starts. Allah says, O you who believe, fear Allah as you should be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except as Muslims. So how do we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? As you should be feared. And if this fear is based upon our belief in Allah Azza wa Jal. And our belief is based upon, if you go back, the belief which we find in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu which are the Tawheed. And in the creed of our deen. The belief that Allah Azza wa Jal has taught us in the Quran and the Sunnah. And this is the creed, this is the belief that the Sahaba has taught to the Muslims after them, the Tabi'een. And they taught to those after them. And this pure line of knowledge is here today with us as well. Because Allah Azza wa Jal protects and His deen, protects the truth. There will always will be any people upon the haqq, people upon the truth, and teaching the people and the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal upon the correct understanding. But not everybody is doing this. Not everybody is teaching any the correct understanding. A lot of people might be teaching Quran and Sunnah, they say. But at the end of the day, they're not upon the understanding of the Sahabas. They change, they put their own understanding. This is not the path that we want as Muslims. We want the path of those that Allah has bestowed His favor and upon. Not the path of those that Allah 
you know, has the path of those that have earned the anger of Allah or those who have fallen, fallen into misguidance. This is very, very and important. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ وَالْغَفُ